Welcome to Get School, student stories from across Kentucky, brought to you by the Pritchard Committee Student Voice Team. I'm the executive producer, Zoe Jenkins. Today, we are talking about one of the scariest tests known to high schoolers, the dreaded ACT. The ACT is a test used to demonstrate mastery of high schoolers' English, math, reading, and science skills, and it's split into these four parts. The ACT is often used as an admissions test for colleges and to place students in classes. In other words, your score on this one test can mean a lot. It's the key to scholarships, getting into your dream school, and even to taking the classes that you want to take once you get there. However, having this much weight on a test score can be pretty problematic, especially when you consider how absolutely brutal the ACT is. Beginning bright and early at 8 a.m., students take the English and math portions in rapid succession, followed by a minuscule 15-minute break, and then the reading and science section, completing it all in just four hours. That doesn't even include the optional 40-minute writing section. Suffice to say, a score from that kind of testing environment is probably not truly indicative of what a student knows, and on top of that, students who can pay to take it multiple times and pay for tutors can drastically improve their scores when compared to more disadvantaged students. This has resulted in a culture shift among colleges and universities. Now, more than a hundred schools across the country are test optional, decreasing the pressure and necessity of taking the test. Some schools also super score, where they'll take your best sub scores from various tests and combine them together to create a brand new composite score, which is often higher than any of your individual ones. ACT also sees the problem with how one trial, so to speak, can describe an entire student, which is why they're now allowing students to retake single subsections, so just retaking the reading or retaking the math, and essentially self-superscore. Now, this all sounds well and good, but what are the major implications of this shift in the ACT? Well, we asked student voice team member Emma Nesmith to interview her dad, Bob Nesmith, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Emma. I'm a member of student voice team, and I'm a sophomore in high school. And I'm here with my dad, who is the dean of admissions at Center College. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Emma's dad. My name is Bob Nesmith. I've worked at Center College in the admission office for 25 years now. And, uh, and I'm an extremely trustworthy source because it's very hard to BS your own daughter. <laughs> so from talking to students about the ACT retakes, I would say that the biggest question that we're all asking is, how is this going to affect the way colleges superscore the ACT? So one of the things about the changes is that you're going to be able to superscore. So you take like mm -hmm. your best scores from all the sections, including your retakes. Um, and some colleges already like accept superscores. Right. So do you think this will affect Center's superscoring system? The traditional advice from the testing agencies used to be, uh, the traditional advice from the ACT used to be, no, we're not meant to be super scored. They've changed their tune on that over time to now where not only are they approving of it, they're doing it themselves. I, I think 
they're just catching up with where most schools were already heading. So in that regard, the ACT is on trend for what colleges and universities are shifting towards, which is super scoring. However, is offering retakes on the ACT going to make it a better predictor for success in college? Well, the ACT isn't really how college classes work, right? Uh, Standardized tests like the ACT and the SAT are limited predictors in context with other information of success in the first semester or maybe year of college. So that that's that's the scale of of their predictability. Um, it's not overall success in college or life. It's limited predictor of success in the first year of college in the context of a whole lot of other information. Um, so I, I tend to think about the changes that ACT introduced as as marginal changes uh, in affecting their predictive value, uh, which I think is um, relatively limited. Standardized test scores are uh, one piece of a much larger puzzle. So like Bob said, the ACT is only a small piece of the puzzle when it comes to the entire college admissions process. And as we mentioned earlier, the ACT is trying to rectify this by adding ACT retakes. They believe that if students can take individual sections in a less stressful and less time-consuming period, that students will be able to better demonstrate their mastery over high school content. So with this in mind, we asked Bob if he thinks that ACT retakes will improve equity in the standardized testing process. And suffice to say, Bob said it's all a wash. There is no change that people of privilege won't find a way to take advantage of. <laughs> to be to be really cynical about it, but really honest, right? Like the whole history of standardized test scores is that they were introduced specifically to help equity. Uh, they were introduced at a time when <clears throat> talented Jewish students were being denied from the best American universities strictly for being Jewish. And it was a way to level the playing field and identify talent outside the traditional prep school feeders for the Ivy League. Um, They're not instruments of equity necessarily anymore. Um, And uh, um, I think you could look at a change like this and say, well, hey, look, it's going to take students who don't test well, and it's going to give them a chance to specifically address uh, narrow weaknesses um, and do so cheaply and for less time. Um, And so that should help them, right? Well, yes, but it also then advantages all the kids who have money and time and, and tremendous pressure to take advantage of it and retest multiple times. So it's when we look at issues of equity that we can see that the ACT retakes maybe aren't as great as they seem. When we look at the Kentucky School Report Card, we can see that Kentucky students average a 19.2, with less than half of students meeting any kind of benchmarks on English, reading, or math. The percentage meeting benchmark is almost cut in half for students on free and reduced lunch, with a composite of only 17.2. For reference, the minimum score to get into University of Kentucky is a 19. So this means that students who theoretically would be less able to afford the tutors and the prep books 
would also be less able to have the money needed to pay for the retakes. And so, like what Bob said, privileged students are just going to take even more agency over their testing, and they'll be able to get better scores for even less money. And possibly worse yet, students may not be able to even get to a test center that offers retakes. According to the ACT, retakes would only be available online which means that schools wanting to provide retakes would need to be able to provide the necessary technology and download the necessary software from Pearson Education in order to preserve testing integrity. And none of this is cheap. This all costs quite a bit of money, which means that schools in poorer districts may not be able to provide the retake option to most often the students who need it the most which means that students who are in wealthier and more urban areas, so think Lexington and Louisville, who have all of the testing centers in the world, 25 in fact split between them, would most likely have the resources they need in order to provide this retake option. Which means that for students in farther out districts who maybe don't have the internet access, don't have the technology access, or do not have the money, would be missing out on ACT retakes. And as we've seen with the Kentucky School Report Card, these are the students who need it the most. And on top of that, even if we can get this technology to those schools, more often than not, they only offer the ACT between two or four times a year. And keep in mind, there are seven available testing dates in a school year, which means that students going through the junior and senior years would have less opportunities to retake the test at their own pace, which again is hurting the equity of the whole situation. ACT retakes in Kentucky are not promoting equity because they are disenfranchising the students who need to be retaking these tests. By only offering them online, students in areas with less internet connectivity are missing out. And students who cannot pay, or school districts who cannot pay for the software, are also missing out. These schools also don't have the personnel to offer the testing dates on multiple days which means that students, again, have less opportunities to take these tests. So while the outlook from an equity perspective is not great, this does give me a little bit of hope that we're starting to rethink what testing looks like, especially when it comes to college admissions. And it even begs the question, what will ACT's biggest competitor, the SAT, have to do in response in order to have a standardized test that's still relevant in the world of holistic admissions. Um, you, you talked about competition between ACT and SAT. Mm -hmm. Do you see the SAT kind of responding to this at all in any time in the future and like coming out with their own changes? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably, but I wouldn't begin to know what they, what they would be. I also don't think that and that makes the, the testing agencies sound really cynical and like they're um, not operating in goodwill. I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't think that's the case at all. Um, I think they're trying to better serve their clientele. Um, and whether that's, and they have, they have students they're trying to serve well, and they have institutions they're trying to serve well, and sometimes they have states they're trying to serve well. And and so it's not necessarily a bad thing to respond to competition and market pressure if it helps them design better tests that 
better do the job they're supposed to do. Thank you for listening to Get Schooled. Please subscribe, share the episode, and leave a review. Also, be sure to follow the Student Voice Team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PC Student Voice Team. Also, be sure to check out our blog, studentvoiceforum.org. Is there anything going on in your school area that you want us to cover? Be sure to let us know at getschooledpod at gmail.com. That's getschooledpod at gmail.com. See you all next time for another episode of Get Schooled.